1: Hey, what's up, guys? It's Mike Lynch. What's going on? This is Rashad. This is the Sports Sunday Podcast. Thanks so much for listening. It is now brought to you on the fan by your local Les Schwab Tire Centers. Doing the right thing since 1952.
2: Weekends were made for sports. How would you like to play for the New England Patriots? I'd love to. A look at the weekend in sports with the inside story on the Blazers,
1: the Ducks, and the Beavers. Everyone, meet freelance alien bounty hunter Shannon Sharp. Shannon Sharp? The football guy? Yeah, I hunt aliens now. Used to catch TDs, now I catch ETs. You ever caught an alien, Shannon? Not yet, Mr. Question, but I'll let you know when I do.
2: This is Sports Sunday with Mike Lynch.
1: Oh, isn't
2: this wonderful? Look at this room. What a beautiful room. Have you seen this
0: room? Yes, we're in it.
1: And Rashad Taylor. Okay, dude, I can see you don't want to be cheered up here. Come on, Donnie, let's go get us a lamp. On ESPN
2: Sports Radio 1080, The Fan. That reminds me, I have to watch Rat Race again. I owned it on DVD growing up. That's where the, uh... The Mr. Bean clip is from. Oh, but. I couldn't
1: stand Mr. Bean. Oh, Rowan, Rowan Atkinson. Atkinson but he's great so in Rat annoying. Yeah, he's Rat great. Race was a good... I mean, when he's normal in movies, he's, he's fine. He's not normal in Rat Race. That's the whole point.
2: Is He's a he's, a, he's basically Mr. Bean. Mr.
1: Bean <laughs> is irritating. Mr. Bean's super irritating. I couldn't stand it. So I take it you never saw the Mr. Bean movie? Absolutely not. I wouldn't subject myself to that.
0: I went and saw that with my brother and um, our best friend... Um, there in high school, and we were the only three people in the movie. theater. I can
1: <laughs> so I went to go see 40 year old Virgin when it came out, and Great there movie. were literally seven people in the theater.
2: That's sad. And such
1: a successful movie. I right? sat there and I laughed and I cried in some of that movie. Same thing with Anchorman when I went to go see that the first time.
2: That for me, there was a Did I see Anchorman in theaters? I think I did. Anchorman the first time, The Hangover the first time in theaters. And, um oh, God, what's it called? The one with McLovin. What's that movie called?
0: I always forget uh, the name. Super Bad? Yeah, Super
2: Bad. Yeah. In theaters. I had to rewatch all three of those movies a second time because I missed half the movie from laughing so hard. Yeah. that I've ne- I have I feel like I n- haven't had an experience like that
1: since. I had to sit in the front row to go see um Super Bad because there were so many people there when it came out. What a great movie. Awesome night, though.
2: But, yeah, Rat Race, I... If you've never seen Rat Race, it's a really funny movie. There's a lot of really funny actors in it, um, and it's just one of those like it's like slapstick kind of. It's not like a good movie, but Amy Smart's in it, and she's really hot. So you know you could go watch for her if you would like. It's Is not she? like you don't like Amy Smart.
1: Which one's Amy Smart? Look her up. Google her. She's really, really? hot. Yeah.
0: Uh, I think she's okay.
1: Is she the one from? uh she in? Yeah, she, okay. was she was in Road was in Trip,
0: Butterfly Effect, and, and stuff. Yeah.
1: She yeah. was yeah.
2: in Road oh, Trip, and she was in. Another one of those crappy, like... She's cute.
1: Yeah, she's cute. Uh,
2: but in that movie, she's attractive. Uh, anyway, watch it if you've never seen it. It's just kind of like an easy watch-at-home slapstick movie. Don't expect, like, best comedy ever, but it's funny. Kingpin is a
1: really funny movie. Shout out to the... Who is it? The Farrelly Brothers? Kingpin? I don't think I've ever seen Kingpin. Oh, Kingpin's awesome. With Woody Harrelson.
2: I, and I know what it is, the bowling movie, but I just I don't think I've ever seen it. It's
1: one of the great sports movies. Check um, out Kingpin.
2: Oh, and also... So I'm not a big Marvel movie guy. But thinking about Rat Race made me think about this. I uh on the flight back, we had the little like united app thing that you could watch movies on. They had Guardians of the Galaxy 2. I laughed so much during that movie. It's a good movie. That was a really good movie. It's a good movie. It was better than the first one. I didn't like the first one that much because the first one to me was hyped and I didn't know the characters. So it kind of felt like forced humor to me. Mm-hmm. But then I now that I knew them. I could not stop laughing during the. I was on the plane like, <laughs> like Drax,
1: and I was like, "Oh God, yeah, <laughs> what no, am I doing?" So it's a it's a really good movie. Uh, you know, Marvel for the most part they've they've done a really good job. You know, I just as don't far like as, that that type of movie, but I think they're fun. You know, I like I want to believe that there are some superheroes out there that can come and save us when you know Thanos comes. Mm. That's what I want to believe.
2: Maybe, maybe indeed. All right uh masters talk quick masters talk here, as we have a couple of minutes before we have to break like i said in the beginning of the show if you missed it i'm not a huge golf guy i do like to watch the majors i've watched a little bit of the masters this weekend but not a lot about it, a lot of it um i just kind of keep an eye on the storylines more than I, than I like to watch it hey is dirt still there dirt and ropper there yeah can we call uh, or- i don't know if they're Rock? there though and they might even be. You're not allowed to have your cell phone there. So they, if they're there at the tournament, we definitely can't. You're call not going to sneak any selfies at Augusta. Um, actually, Cam on Facebook yesterday posted a picture. He found Rob on the TV sitting in the 17th green. He just Rob just sitting there like watching. He looks all like he's like trying so hard
1: to be calm. <laughs> that's <laughs> I, I, that's got to be something that's on my on my bucket list. Like, and mind you, I just kind of like golf. That's the thing like, is the Masters should be on everyone's bucket list, even if you don't like golf. Yeah,
2: it's so revered as an event.
1: Yeah, like I. Just, I mean, weird history there. <laughs> but uh, overall, you know, I, I would Especially love to. Especially for those of color. Yeah, guys that look like me probably won't be, you know. It's not too, too often that somebody like me is walking around. It's not sure. Tiger Woods. Uh, but uh, all that being said, I, I would still love to see. um to really just be a part of it. I think the Masters would be, you know, super dope to go to on a Sunday. Well, I wonder what those tickets go for. Oh, my
2: God. They got to be.
1: I think like I say $1,000. I mean,
2: everything I there think, is cheap it, though. So I don't know. I mean, I'm sure the tickets are. I fine. think those are probably at least 10000 Yeah. No way. I don't think it's that expensive. But, uh, but then again, that. I don't know. Um, but uh, but yeah, so the Masters going on. That was one thing we talked about this week, Suke and I, about the Masters is revered as an event almost more than the Super Bowl is, is like a thing that you want to go to, a thing that people are like, oh, I got to go to the Masters. Oh my God, you're going to the Masters. on Oh my God. And it's like it's amazing how revered it is as an event, but to me, it seems worthy of that. Right? Y- you get all the stories from people who go. I can't wait to hear Rob's stories tomorrow when he gets back, hopefully from uh, from Georgia about the Masters. He actually got to go twice. He was only supposed to go on Friday, and he went both Friday and yesterday. And um, it just it, it seems like such an incredible experience to go to a place that has such a history golf wise. Positive golf history, um, as well as a place that is so well kept, and that is a destination, and all the best golfers in the world are desperate to win it. And it just kind of—it feels almost like it would just be it, almost like a, a, just this great energy to be there.
1: Yeah, you know? it, it seems like it'd be. And like you said, I heard everything was super cheap. You know, the food the food what is. you get inside there and everything. The most, we
2: looked at the menu. The most expensive thing was a beer, was four dollars. Everything else was cheaper. That's dope. Well, I mean, food, looking drinks, at the tickets. Everything.
1: Uh, I was super wrong. You were much closer to being right. It's uh, about eighteen hundred for. Uh, that's the most expensive ticket for a Sunday. Yeah. pass. You know, about sixteen hundred. So you're looking. That goes
2: up if like Tiger's in the hunt. I'm sure. Yeah.
1: So he's not. I mean, if you have the coin and go ahead and you know, spend two racks to to go to the Masters, then I say go for it. I'm not there yet, but hopefully soon. Tiger today
2: is on the course right now. He is even par through seven. He is still plus four. Um, yeah, so right now at the Masters, your leader is Patrick Reed, 14 under. Rory McIlroy shot a 65 yesterday. That brings them all the way up to second for 11 under par. They are grouped together in the final group at, uh I want to say, 11.40 is when they're teeing off. This says 2.40, which I'm not sure if it's Pacific or Eastern time. All tee times are local. I don't know. 2.40 or 11.40. Keep an eye on that. I actually have no idea. But um to me... This makes me more interested to watch is when a guy like Rory is in the hunt or uh, Ricky Fowler is in third right now at nine under par. That we've seen years at the Masters where there's guys that you've never heard of or you barely heard of who are in the lead and they have a big lead and you're like, oh, well, okay, I don't need to watch the final round. But this year, three shots, it's not that much at Augusta. That can go away very quickly. You remember, did you see Sergio shoot five straight balls into the water on Thursday? And no. He shot a 13 on the par five 15th hole after shooting his tee shot in the water then doing the drop and then shooting four straight shots from his drop spot into the water in almost the same fashion. It was the hole where it there's a huge there's like a hill that's that rolls quickly into the water. Mm -hmm. And every time he shot it, he put backspin on it and it spun the ball towards the edge. And you're like, Sergio, no, just go so far out of the way that you don't
0: go anywhere. near. And just imagine
1: how frustrated he had (laughs) to have been at that point.
0: It was like tin cup comes to life. Right there, because that's basically what happens when when um, Costner's character comes out of contention at the U.S. Open or whatever it was. He just kept trying to hit it onto the green. The couple of them rolled back off the green into the water. It's just
2: there's one that almost stopped. It was at its last roll right before it got to the point of no return, and then it just did the one little inch movement, and it was like yep. mm, into the water. And then his third shot, he put so much backspin on it, it barely even stayed on the green.
1: It hit the edge and was just like fling, back towards the hole and into the water. <laughs> I really wish I could golf. Like if I were, I'm getting better as a driver, but I still can't. put I mean, and really, I only say that because I've been going to Top Golf. So isn't Top Golf fun? Top Golf is dope. I know. That's
2: right. I'm like, I'm getting better at hitting the ball too because yeah. I'm going to Top Golf a
1: lot. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, but outside of that, like I, I would love to go and just play. Like I don't know if I can make it through 18.
2: No, you probably should start with a nine. Yeah, Or you know could do like a par three 18. course. be easier to go through 18 on a par three. And that's what I've always heard is if you're start, I've never played a whole round of go, anything on the course, right? I've only ever gone to a driving range and I've practiced the putting range and, or like a, a putting green, I
1: mean. And, I've done nine holes twice and we were drunk by six. Mm. So... And your ball was going everywhere. Form, all that other little stuff that the golf pro was teaching me, just completely out the window.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's... I've never even done done that like I've just I've only ever hit the ball I actually went yesterday and um I hit hit some pretty good ball I'm pretty happy about it but it's also I I always hit like off a tee with like a a wood or a driver like Mm -hmm. I don't would it be different if I was hitting with the seven iron off of the ground would I be just chunking it like crazy and just taking huge pieces of grass out of the ground probably yeah yeah, yeah me too right. doesn't so, doesn't sound fun to me uh anyway so yeah the masters going on right now i'm gonna be way more interested today than i normally would because a guy like rory McIlroy is in the picture and a guy like uh, ricky fowler is in the picture but tiger didn't play super great and uh he, he and phil actually didn't play super great made the cut barely but our plus 4 plus 5 report not really in in the situation which kind of takes a little bit of the buzz out of this year's masters as everyone was hyped about it being one of the best ever with tiger potentially returning to form which uh, was not the case this weekend.
1: No, not yet. I mean, but tiger still got some still got some time. We'll we'll see. Everybody's just praying that that back stays intact and the knee doesn't mess up and we can see some good tiger for the rest of the spring.
2: Yeah, it's been that's that's been, that's been interesting to watch at least to see his hopeful return to form stay as a return to form. So hopefully I didn't insult you golf guys out there too much. I tried my best. I don't know very much about it. Swag but is somewhere. I did want to talk about right it. right now. Because it is the biggest thing going on in sports today. So there you go. Coming up next, Rashad has a unique conspiracy theory, but it is still a conspiracy theory about what's going on with Conor McGregor and MMA. This is Sports Sunday on The Fan. Weekend sports with a difference. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. 10:17 here on your Sunday morning. Interesting enough, interestingly enough, yeah. words. The uh, big story of the week this week in sports, outside of the Masters, and even maybe even bigger than the Masters, depending on who you are. Oh, 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 was the Conor McGregor story the? He and 20 of his bros, I guess, Dana White called them thugs, and I guess that's kind of what they are, but they all went to Barclays Center and threw things, and by throw things, I mean guardrails, garbage cans, like benches, big things, at people, at the bus that had another fighter on it, um, and that that fighter actually like had to go to the hospital. He had serious cuts all over his face because of the the window being broken, and uh, then he ran and was there was a warrant for his arrest and he turned himself in like a day later and got out on fifty thousand dollar bail and you know the usual rich person jail situation and um, it was really 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 strange what happened and because of how weird it was the first thought that everybody went to was conspiracy theory, right? Mm-hmm. It was oh, they're just doing this to help promote Conor McGregor doing a fight with the guy that he hates, Khabib or whatever his name is. And this is going to be the start of it and it's a story and it's going to it's going to create all this buzz for a fight. Cuz McGregor hasn't fought for like a year or more and they stripped him of his lightweight title because he hasn't been fighting. Lightweight was that his title? Whatever his title was. Whatever his belt was. Fly what was it? Featherweight, I can't featherweight or lightweight or something. Or. I don't know. Whatever it was. I don't remember what the name was. They stripped him of it. He was pissed about it. All this happens, and everyone's like, oh, conspiracy theory. But Rashad came in today and had a different kind of conspiracy theory about it. And I was like, you're pretty interested about
1: this. Oh, I'm on? Okay, awesome. Well, <laughs> well uh, Pay you know, if you – so, I mean, you guys know that I'm the guy that on the show that our contact sports are – you're you know, a fighting guy. I like fighting. You know, i but I'm a am a gentle soul. I would never I would never put a hand on you. But I'm not the only one in this world with hands. So, you know, it's just kind of one of those things. Um Brock Lesnar. Well, tonight actually WrestleMania. National holiday night, for wrestling fans. Absolutely, man. It's the biggest night of year. For uh, I for had no idea it fans. was tonight. By the way, until you said that, man. Yeah, my son has been looking forward to it so so much. So he's been asking me every day if he can watch it. He's got incentive in school, so if he does well, then I told him we would order it and he could he could watch it. He had an okay week this week. It was just okay though. But um, so maybe so, he can watch like half of wrestling. Yeah, he's gonna watch. It's like four hours, bro. So, I'm, uh. <laughs> but uh, Brock Lesnar is currently the WWE's Universal Champion. It's this awkward. Red belt. It looks kind of weird, but whatever. Uh, Tonight, he'll be fighting The Rock's cousin, um, Roman Reigns, Mm. for the title.
2: Everyone hates Roman Reigns, don't they? People hate
1: Roman Reigns. It's kind of weird. But uh, tonight, actually, is Brock Lesnar's final night on his contract with WWE. Dana White has openly said in an interview, I want to say maybe a couple weeks ago, that yes, Brock will be coming back to the UFC. Mm. Uh, Right after the Bones Jones uh, fight with Daniel Cromier... Bones said Brock Lesnar, come on back and you can find out how what it feels like to get beat up by somebody, you know, that weighs 100 pounds less than you. So that's the fight that I think they're planning for. Brock has been training MMA for uh, the last few months to get himself back into shape. Uh, it's no secret. And I think that's also why the WWE bought in Ronda Rousey. Who will also fight tonight with uh, with Kurt Angle against Triple H and and Stephanie McMahon? So that's another little thing. All this is good for Dana White, though. daughter of Jim McMahon. Uh, it's Vince McMahon, yes, sir. Oh, Vince. Sir. So all this is great for for um, Dana White in the UFC. Ronda Rousey being on the biggest wrestling card of the year. Um, even if you're not a wrestling fan, this is more of a of a social event. So there'll be movie stars and you know musicians that participate tonight and stuff like that. But there's there's no bigger shows than WrestleMania, the Super Bowl. I mean, as far as you know, getting eyes at one place, man, no bigger shows than WrestleMania. So this is great for Dana White. Uh, this is great for Conor McGregor because now that bad boy image that he kind of created for himself, it's kind of hard to be a bad boy after you just got your ass whooped by Floyd Mayweather in a, in a boxing match. A guy who's not really known or hasn't been known in a long time for punching and beating people up. Uh Beat you up in a boxing match, and so I mean, how else do you look tough? You do some weirdo stuff, which That's is, really what he—he's a—he's a weirdo. It's Listen weird. Talk, Conor McGregor is—is is a weird person, but also, uh, boxing is all about um, personality. That's the reason we fell in love with Muhammad Ali. He had a personality that was bigger than everything else in the room, and I think that's what Conor McGregor has a little—a little bit of that kind of in him, and it just makes a better makes for more people to want to buy a pay-per-view if he boxes again. Now, we know that he's been wanting to box, but we also hear that Floyd Mayweather said, if I come back doing anything, it's going to be to go to UFC. So I don't know if he'll actually ever do that. So what you're saying, essentially, is this is
2: all one big long play by Dana White to get more UFC slash MMA fighters across all of the... All the promotions, ...combat sports. Everywhere. And draw more eyes to... Because there's no way. Because honestly, to me, again, I don't care. I don't watch fighting. Uh, I, I, literally, I don't watch it. It's not even a thing I'll watch like pay-per-views of. Like, I, I don't watch it. It's just not up my alley at all. Um, to me, it feels like the buzz is gone, right? McGregor hasn't fought. He's the one who creates the buzz in, in the UFC right now. Mm-hmm. Rousey left. She was the one who created the buzz. I haven't heard anything about UFC for a year. So it's almost like this is a big long play of all these people at the same time, yeah. to get the eyes back on the sport. Absolutely. Not, I don't want to say it's dying. No,
1: you know, but, it's, but to it's, me, it's been on hiatus. it's yeah. been on a weird year. So Bones has been suspended because of uh, whatever he was using—HBA, HGH, or whatever he was using before the mm-hmm. fight. So that's your—that's the best UFC fighter, best MMA fighter ever, you know, quite possibly. He's out. Uh, like again, you lose. Ronda Rousey went on a losing streak. She's out. Uh, you just had your 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 biggest personality Dana White get or excuse me uh, Conor McGregor get beat up by Floyd Mayweather. He hasn't fought since then. And now you got Brock Lesnar, who's the modern day Andre the Giant, coming back to UFC. That he's going to draw as many eyes as possible. You know how many people bought the UFC match when CM Punk fought. Wrestling fans are are loyal and they want to see what you're able to do outside of of uh, the WWE or whatever wrestling promotion that you're with. So uh, I think it all works out well for UFC because there's no way that you go to boxing and not mention that you are the UFC former flyweight champion, former middleweight champion. You know, if you go to WWE, you're the former UFC this. It all comes back to that, and that's good for Dana White. Do you think that we are going to see another
2: year, quote-unquote, another stretch of time, where the UFC or MMA gets back into the spotlight like it did when both McGregor and Rousey were fighting at the
1: same time. Because everybody, people, not everybody, because there are guys like you that could care, could give a damn about fighting in general. You know, boxing, MMA, wrestling, you could care less, you know. But I think a lot of people have really gravitated to it, especially because boxing has become such of a novelty. You know, it's not Who boxes anymore? Exactly. You know, it's one of those things. So now MMA has kind of- that uh it, it's it's the new wave boxing it's the new contact sport that people can actually you know watch and the you know football we're seeing rules change now if you duck your head when there's a running back man that could be helmets considered helmet to helmet well damn we can't even touch each other no more this is the, really the last sport that you can actually You know, have some contact there. Hockey as well, but how much longer before they start raising concerns about CTE and? Oh, they've uh, already started. Exactly, you know. So there's going to be some rules and regulations that are going to be coming to hockey sooner than we know. You know, I I guarantee that. But it's just kind of one of those things. I, I think it works out really, really well for UFC because. They're kind of the only game in town. Boxing, I heard somebody say boxing is like a novelty store. It's, it's, it's a Halloween store. It does business once a year <laughs> and then never again. You know, at least MMA has given you, man, we're on Fox once once a week. You know, we've got shows on, you know, FX or whatever channel, you know, those things come on. So that is it's got funny. some visibility.
2: It, it's almost like, yeah, it's like that weird retro antique shop that opened up in your town that you're like, what? what? Well, this is not like an antique town. What is, what is this? Yeah. We're we're not There's there's a there's one giant antique barn Lafayette. That's one. It's down on the way towards like Greenville on 99. There's a bunch of antique shops there and like, that kind of town is like an antique town. But th- this is the antique shop that opens up in your town, and you're like, who's going to go there? Yeah. But then they have that 75% off sale, and everyone's like, oh, my oh God, man, i got to get up there. I want to go see you this retro that pool You've been to a new antique stuff. store, bro? Yeah. Yeah. That's boxing. That's a good that's a good point. Yeah. That's a good point. That's a good way to look at it, in my opinion. All right. Coming up next, it is time for Hate It or Love It. But first, Jesse Esports Center. Weekends were made for sports. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. You know what that music means? It is
0: time for Hate It or Love It. All right. Well, uh... Hello, friend. uh, Mr. Anthony Deloney got the W last week. Yes, he did. Oh, you guys did Hate or Love It with uh, with Anthony. It was very interesting last week. It was a
1: very interesting show. Was uh, he very combative with you? Uh, you know what? He was making some awesome, awesome points. Uh, stuff that I got to go first, and he came with some some extra heat in here. But we had a pretty packed house, man. We had our guys from Stupid Burger. Shout out I to I heard Stupid that Burger. they were in, uh, in the studio. Yeah, they were here last week, man. So uh, shout out to Danny Moore and John Hunt. Get over there and see him, twenty third and Gleason. Uh, But yeah, man. So it was, it was a had a fun show. But yeah, Deloney walked away with the W. So I got to get to go first again. Can't come on my show and beat me, bro. Get to go first again. Mm -hmm. Totally redeem myself. (laughs) All right. Uh, Well,
0: with that said,
1: we're
2: starting with baseball to give Mike a lead.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Let's go. I mean, really, have we even talked football today?
2: Uh, No. No. No.
0: So what is this segment for?
2: <laughs> yeah, let's it's go. for then. Jesse's football obsession. <laughs> it is. It's and for inserting it back into the show. It is. <laughs> I.
0: It, it is my one way of making sure every week we have a healthy amount of football on the show. With that said, um, we'll start with the Patriots.
1: Okay. All right. Is there uh, any Patriots other or, place to
0: start? Yeah. It, well, right. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Well, let's let's give um Rashad a little bit of a, a heads up here. Uh. There's a couple that are Patriots-related questions because you guys have been very active this offseason. Not necessarily, I don't, I don't know really what to make make of it other than you lost both your tackles. Yes, Qu- yes, Mike? Question? Yeah, yeah. Um, I asked for a baseball question. Yeah. And instead, we're going to get
1: multiple of Rashad's favorite <laughs> teams. Bingo. I see how Let's it go. is. Let's go. Cue that music up, Jesse. Let's go.
0: All right. Um, with the that said, so uh, the Patriots <laughs> been very active. They got rid of a couple tackles. They got rid of their number one running back. They got n- rid of their number one deep threat. Uh, anybody? Uh, they anybody got important rid of a team? slot like, receiver and Danny Amendola. Like um, it just kind of keeps piling up on all the little pieces. Tom's lost. Um, however, they have made it an addition this uh, this last week to the wide receiving core after shipping out Brandon Cooks with the addition of Jordan Matthews. You guys remember him. He played for the uh, Philadelphia, and then they shipped him out and won a Super Bowl, and um, Buffalo sucked. Uh, he did suffer several injuries last year, but he did have kind of a couple decent years out the gate. His rookie sophomore year, he showed promise, then kind of stumbled out from there. Love or hate? Patriots will rejuvenate the career of wide receiver... Jordan Matthews, as they've done for so many other players in other positions. Um,
1: wow, that was, that was complex.
0: It is, it uh, is a very uh, complex one. They, they're uh, going to rejuvenate his career. Would you like I don't don't know. know. He, he has a really one-year good. career, he has a one-year deal with them, which is what a lot of players like to do, go try to build back up their career with the Patriots. Um... Would, would you like me to start? Or He's 25, no, by the I've, way.
1: Well, I mean, if you want to, you want to start, go for it. All right. Because I'm thinking one last Somebody's time. Somebody's got
0: to start.
2: Go for the, it. Uh, I love this. I absolutely love this. Jordan Matthews, one of the more underrated receivers in the NFL when he was with the Eagles, and he went into a bad situation in Buffalo, which has been a bad situation for receivers for years, with uh, a very iffy quarterback situation last year, plus his injuries meant absolutely no production <laughs> for the Bills last year. But what have we seen the Patriots do, like Jesse alluded to? They have made players who have looked average recently look like stars either for the first time in their career or again jordan matthews to me was one of the better more consistent wide receivers when he was with the eagles he had 85 catches in 2015 almost a thousand yards he had 73 catches in 2016 800 yards also 800 yards in his first year with 67 catches he is a perfect fit for an offense that lost two great pass catchers in Brandon Cooks and Danny Amendola. They are going to get Julian Edelman back, hopefully healthy. They're going to have a healthy Chris Hogan again. So they're going to have the slot and the deep threat back Jordan Matthews is going to play that perfect secondary role that Brandon Cooks never seemed to consistently play for New England for whatever reason. Brandon Cooks is a weird thing and I'm sure you're going to ask about it because it happened this week too so I won't I won't spoil my Brandon Cooks points but that was a really weird situation with him in New, in New England. I think Jordan Matthews fits perfectly in that system and I think that everyone forgot about how good he was just because he went to Buffalo and was hurt. So love, love, love.
1: Um uh, <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I have to love it, too. I mean, really, what's not to love? Jordan Matthews has been, uh, I'm not going to say one of the best receivers in football, but he's been one of those guys that quietly does his job every year and doesn't really get the respect that he should get, um, you know, through some years in Philadelphia uh, where I'm not going to say things were awesome, but things weren't bad, you know, for those couple of years. He had eight touchdowns in, in multiple seasons with a couple of different quarterbacks. So he showed that he can at least be, uh, versatile and and how he goes about the game. He'll go into a situation playing with Tom Brady, um, at least for a year. Uh, I think that's the best situation that any receiver could ask for that's not that you don't play for unless you play for a, a quarterback named Aaron Rodgers or something like that you know Brady is the best of the bunch and he's gonna or Drew Brees uh, but he's the best of the bunch as far as getting into their guys he the Patriots know and it's been the story of Tom Brady's career how to make the most of what they get so if you get a great player they know how to do, uh, really use him uh, you get a player that has some potential a la Chris Hogan then he all of a sudden becomes a star so somebody with the skill set of Jordan Matthews 6'3 200 and Ten pounds is going to be able to be really effective, especially maybe in that slot position for the Patriots.
0: All right, I like it. A lot, a lot of good points coming out the gate. We're going to stick with the Patriots. Who I um, love, Jordan Matthews. By the way, yep. I think I think
2: he's a really good wide receiver, and mm-hmm. I, I I I loved him in Philly, and I thought he never got respect, and I think he's going to finally get the respect in the New England that he deserves.
0: I can appreciate that uh, that point of view. My my opinion on him is still up in the air. Still still not sure on him, but uh, I think there's a lot of potential, especially you get him in with Bill Belichick if he gets on there. Same page with him. Works. Could be a really good year for him. Nice bounce back year. Maybe a, a good way for him to line his pockets. Um, sticking in New England, they have done, like I said, a lot of things this offseason, including acquiring picks, which typically um, – They've been acquiring more high-round picks as opposed to those middle-round picks. Um, I'll, a theory recently coming out that they want to replace that Jimmy Garoppolo that they let go last year and are acquiring talent to move back up into the draft to get the replacement for Tom Brady. Love or hate? The New England Patriots will move into the top five with all the new draft capital that they have. You can go first, in You Sure. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh,
2: it is your turn. You were just hesitating.
1: So. Oh no, I was. I was trying to find stuff on the internet. Machine couldn't find anything. Uh, I I ugh, hate it. Um, I think the Patriots have done everything they can to kind of package up some picks. I think I see them moving into the top ten. Uh, I don't see them giving up anything else to move into the top five, but also, I don't know if they're moving to the top ten at all. I think this is a situation where they're letting go of a lot of pieces to be able to go back out and find those pieces. The Patriots are almost like the San Antonio Spurs in the sense that, where do you find these guys? Like, And who saw this dude coming? This second and third and fourth round pick that everyone kind of passed on, and all of a sudden, he's a pro bowler within his first or second season. That's kind of been the way the Patriots have done business, which is why they let go of a Malcolm Butler, no problem, or a Lawyer Malloy, no problem, Or uh, Richard Seymour. Jamie Collins. Jamie. It doesn't matter. You know, all these guys can be let go of, as good as you are. We can find someone else in the draft that's going to be an impact player for the team. Uh, They do need a quarterback. But, again, the Patriots have shown us that, man, we can go out and get a guy in the fourth and fifth round. I think we've been really stuck on guys like Josh Allen and Josh Rosen, and rightfully so. But... You know, uh, Russell Wilson was not a first round quarterback a first round pick, and he's probably arguably uh, the best quarterback in the NFL right now. So you don't really know what you're going to get. I think the Patriots are one of those teams that who was checking for Jimmy Garoppolo when they picked him and all of a sudden he turned into a star. I wouldn't doubt them at the come draft day. Uh,
2: I hate this because for two reasons. A, I don't think the Patriots have enough in terms of draft capital to get that high in the draft. Their picks are higher round than they normally are, but they're still low in the first round. Normally to get a a top five pick, you have to trade a top five pick or two first round picks that are high. The Patriots currently have the 23rd and 31st picks in the first round. That's not enough to get all the way up to the top five. So that's one reason why I hate it. The other reason why I hate it is sort of what Rashad said is they don't need to go after the big name quarterback. They have such a track record of finding guys who are in the middle rounds who are going to be either effective off the bench if they need them to be or trade bait like Jimmy Garoppolo was um, because they they are that good. And I've seen them tied to Mason Rudolph a little bit. He's been climbing draft boards but not up into the top five. He's been in kind of the lower first-round range. I've seen Luke Falk has been climbing a little bit, the Wazoo quarterback. He has been impressing guys in, in uh, his – his pro days in in through scouting. Those are the kind of guys I could see the Patriots getting. Now, if they want to trade up a little bit, they could certainly trade up into the middle of the first round, maybe to the, the 15, 12 area. If they want to try to maybe get a Lamar Jackson, if he's up there or if Baker Mayfield falls, that could be a potential for them, but I don't think they're going to trade. I just think they want more assets to get that, get a chance at a guy like Mason Rudolph, who could be a great backup. I say get Lamar Jackson.
0: Yeah, I, I think I've told you guys that I I don't mind the idea of liquidating that fifth overall pick and kind of turning it into a couple mid round or I mean mid first round um, picks and then doing a um, Lamar Jackson and then there's that uh, kid from uh, UTEP that's supposed to be a really good uh, guard that they've been drooling over there in Denver. But you could get more than mid round picks for the you, fifth. You, pick. Oh oh yeah no I'm no, saying I like those I are the, the that, no so. I'm, I'm just saying you get two no. I... Two first round, middle of the first round picks, and then there would obviously be more on to that. But that's you could turn that first round pick into two first round picks, and then probably a third and a fourth or something like that. Because you you saw what what uh, Chicago got for that second overall pick yeah. last year. Yeah. Okay. Um, moving on, as you guys are uh, doing a great job keeping up with each other. Um, a lot of um, pressure going into this final question. And it's all about Odell Beckham Jr. Now, this guy's been a soap opera almost since the moment he came into the league. And it kind of continues. The teams have been calling about him. In fact, the Rams were seriously interested in him. It's been reported that they vetted Odell Beckham Jr. uh, to actually trade for him and get him over there in L.A. and decided to go a different direction. And as we all know, that direction was Brandon Cooks. Um, Love or hate? After uh, o- uh, teams have inquired, vetted, and decided to move on from the idea of Odell Beckham Jr., Odell Beckham will let, let's just let's let's try to find a good way to put this. Uh, Odell Beckham Jr. will remain a Giant, but is not, but the Giants have now given themselves the opportunity to give him the contract that they want, not the contract that he wants. Does that make sense? Yeah. It does. Yeah. Okay. Um. I, I hate it. Um, I, I, I love
1: how we've conveniently like to blame Odell Beckham Jr. for all the problems that the New York Giants had. Uh, their, the lack of an offensive line or points, the no running game, the fact that Sterling Shepard would be MIA for most of the season. Uh, their, the only good part about the Giants all season was the fact that their tight end kind of came. Uh, and What's, what's tight end's name, Jesse, from the Giants?
0: Oh, um, I can't remember off the top of my head. But you he start having Ingram, a better season yeah. towards the end Ingram, of the year and everything. Yeah. yeah,
1: Devin Ingram, thank you so much. Uh, outside of that, Bob McAdoo was a huge flop and has been a huge flop since he's been in New York. Odell Beckham Jr. is the only consistent thing about your team on the field. Listen, I've said this all the time, man. Receivers are the one position on the field that their their performance is completely predicated on someone else. And so when you have Eli Manning throwing the ball to the other team at points, and when you have guys that can't get open, you have no run game, you know exactly where the ball is going, and Odell Beckham makes something happen every single year. Since he's been in the league, only two dudes in the history of the league have had more touchdowns than him in his first three or four years. The dudes are Rob Gronkowski, Going to the Hall of Fame, Randy Moss just got in the Hall of Fame. The Giants have problems that are much bigger than Odell Beckham. He's the easy scapegoat because of the dancing, because of the hair, because of the kicking it that he does. But he's going to get big, pay big money, and when he leaves the Giants, he's going to make the Giants pay for it. I guarantee you.
2: Uh, I hate this. Because I don't think Odell Beckham Jr. will allow himself to sign for a contract less than he than he thinks he deserves. And I think there are plenty of teams out there who still have a more old-fashioned way of thinking when it comes to signing players who will give him a big-money contract because of the potential of Odell Beckham Jr.'s career. Uh, I mean, the numbers don't lie, right? I was talking about how much I love Jordan Matthews and the Eagles. Otto Beckham Jr. has more receptions and yards by like triple than anything Jordan Matthews has done in every single year that he was healthy, obviously, except for last year where he was not healthy and only played in four games. He is an elite wide receiver. He is maybe the best wide receiver in the NFL, and he will get his money. And I know there's a headache involved with him in terms of off the field stuff. But guess what? There's been a headache with many receivers off the field. And they've still got paid because they're really, really talented on the field. I don't think he's staying with the Giants, though. I think the Giants have lost their chance yeah, of getting him. Up. They messed it up. He he wants the money. So, I mean, like, sure, if they decide to give him the money, then he'll probably stay. But I know they won't. And he's not going to stay with the Giants. And he's going to go t- tear it up for another team out there. All right just looking at his numbers they're insane.
1: They're, they're it's incredible. And so anybody that Almost say, 1400 yards receiving every year. And so I get how we say Julio and I get how we can say, you know, but the Giants or excuse me, the Falcons win without Julio having catches. They're, the Giants aren't going to win if if Odell Beckham doesn't have a good game. That's just the way that goes.
0: Well, I mean let's yes, and let's let's look at it this way too when you when you think about the um the supporting cast that julio has around him as opposed to the supporting cast that odell has around him. much better yeah oh my gosh odell has nothing around him outside of eli like that running game that offensive line um they finally found a guy in ingram last year in a tight end but i mean uh, sterling Shepard i think is overrated i think he's a fine receiver but uh man he just doesn't have the cast around him uh not to mention an aging eli he's he's getting old getting really old yeah but they're
2: going to stay with them the yeah. new GM wants to just keep keep eye around
0: indeed you know they thought they were going to bring a uh, case game over but uh, that did not work out no. no all right the winner today Mike
2: I felt it I felt it I felt it too I'll be honest although last time I felt it I lost I mean it's like two weeks ago I was like oh, I got this win and you won I was like what and you won by like two and I was like come on I had some good points Well, this week, I don't bash back McAdoo enough. I totally agree. (laughs) Yeah, he was a disaster. Awful. My God. He did not belong as a head coach. No. All right, coming up next, we'll figure it out. This is Sports Sunday on the Fan. Weekend sports with a difference. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080, The Fan. I haven't heard this song in forever, man. I feel like I've lo- I I wasn't here last week. I feel like I lost like three straight weeks before that. So it's nice to hear this music. Oh, you didn't lose three. St- I think you won like the, the no, time before. No, dude, you were on a winning streak, man. You, you were just... Were, I was on a burner. You were edging me out by one every single week. And I was getting tired of it. That's cool. I've been I've been trying I've been trying harder during that segment. I've been putting
1: forth more
2: opinionated energy to try to win. And I finally,
1: finally worked. Well, you know, hunt for the host, bro. Like, that's kind of that, that, that's kind of what I what I do. I got two, three minutes, man. A Couple of minutes, make it, happen. make
2: it happen. I know yep. you don't you don't have a full show to meander about no. and make some points. So
1: me and uh, Luke did uh, Dirt and Sprague last Friday. Yes, I heard. Um, it's been four years since we did Hunt for the Host, man. Like, it's a long time. So it doesn't a while. feel like four years, though. It, it really doesn't, man. Every day I'm just making sure my fob works. You know, so, and if it does work, I feel like that's another win for the big guy over here. But uh, no, it's been awesome, man. This is, you know, four years, a long time.
2: They did try to get rid of your email address and give it to somebody else. Yeah, Raw, almost
1: like, man, no wonder I can't log in. There was an R.
2: Taylor in another market that got his email. In Minnesota. Guess what? I'm having a problem in Minnesota now because there was a Mike Lynch who worked at CBS Radio, which is now Intercom, and his email address is Mike Lynch1. So people in Minnesota keep sending it to as if it's just the the regular email and I'm like uh
1: so now you have hello? to go to the real your your a Twitter has to be like the real Mike Lynch. Well he's just like
2: a weather guy. So he's not in the same realm. He's not even like a real <laughs> a real no, anchor person. I'm just saying he's, he's not in the same the weather realm. Man. People won't be looking for both of us. But it's just I've gotten this these multiple emails, it's like, hey, here's this spot and I'm like, wrong Mike Lynch. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> you don't don't need this. Thanks though. Just it's funny. He also make- he also used my email address and signed me up for things, assuming it was his email address. And I was like, dude, please. He signed you up for tagged or tender or something like no, that? No, he signed me up for like square. I thought I was getting fished. <laughs> like, you know, like the little like thing you put in your phone and swipe credit cards with? I was like, Am I getting fished for this? Like what is happening? All right. Oh yeah. Just don't mind us, just in here. Certain magazines are still in the studio from a year ago, so if you know what that is, then uh, Do they still make Playboys? I was gonna leave it up to the imagination. What magazine we were looking
1: at? I'm not. T- we're, who says I'm? Who says I'm looking at Playboy? I am. But who says I'm looking at that though? Yeah, they still like Playboy.
2: I think they're bringing nudity back too. I think they did the no nudity thing and they nobody liked it. So yeah, I think yeah. yeah bringing, what's the point
0: of Playboy if you're not gonna have the
2: the nudity, right? They're yeah. bringing it. They're yeah. bringing it back, which is fine by me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I feel like every Great magazine is. is like
1: Playboy now, though, low key. So. You know, it doesn't really matter. You could pick a Maxim and be just as you know. As Maxim scan-
2: is uh, scandalous,
1: you know. Ma- oh, Maxim was awesome. The first Maxim I got had a uh, Jessica Alba on the front. Mm. Yeah, where did she disappear to? I don't know. She went- she's somewhere being hot right now. She
2: was everyone's favorite for like five years, she, and now she's, she's Dark Angel.
1: Phil, she was she was bad.
2: Well, her and Sin City too.
1: Mm. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. She's from Jessica Alba. Come back to me, girl. Please come back. Let me know where you went. Please. Daddy misses you. Please come back.
0: All well, right. she was never a great actress. See, well, and then Jesse has to ruin yeah, it. I mean, like, come on, Jesse. That's Jessie. not what we're talking about. Who,
1: she was a is, great <laughs> talent actress. Talent is not important. Talent's not important. Okay, that's. She was
0: plenty talented.
1: Talent is something ugly people need. Okay.
0: Well, I, yeah, but that's the thing. There are plenty of other attractive women that can act better. So, name two. Oh, <laughs> well, took
1: I mean. too long. Let's go. <laughs>
0: All right, we gotta go. <laughs> we'll be back next week. Uh, if you're a golf
2: fan, enjoy the final round of the Masters today. I'm sure it'll be good. Uh, There's plenty of baseball on Timbers play today. Hopefully they can get a win because they have not looked good under their new head coach. And uh, we'll be back next week. Have a good Sunday, everybody. Dodge the raindrops.